Hi, this is Kenya Kolbiak, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we're going to take a step back and focus more on enjoying things and not making things, and something really sociable, but fun. So if you picture yourself in a little cottage somewhere, this would be definitely something that might be part of that vision. It's very much something a hobbit would enjoy, or a fairy, or a granny. Today, we're going to talk about jam. That's right. Jam on it. Jam on oh, Okay, I know. You're groaning. You're groaning. I can feel it. All right, listen. We're going to talk about jams. About what kind of jams there are, what they are, why they're made, and how you can enjoy them by yourself or with friends. So, sit back, grab your book of stuff, and let's get ready. Now, when most people think of jam, they think of something like marmalade, which is kind of a jam, but not. And they think of things like strawberry jam or raspberry jam. But there's other jams. And jams are definitely different than jellies. They even have a song about it. Must be jelly, because jam don't shake like that. One of my favorite jams is frog jam. Okay, so before you look at the phone and ask yourself what part of the universe you ventured into where someone made a frog into jam, don't panic. Frog jam has figs in it, along with other different fruits, and that's why it's called frog jam. But the figs make all the difference. It's really good, and I do recommend you try it. If you're in Michigan, you can find frog jam at Kutchie's Market, Kutchie's Family Market, K-U-T-C-H-E-Y. And no, they didn't pay me, but I really like their market, and that's where I get my jam. You can also get bear jam there, which is more of a savory jam. It's not, it's, it's nowhere as sweet. And another, you know, assorted variety of unusual jams. But this is not a commercial for Kachi. This is talking about the different kinds of jams you can have and when you would use them and why you would like them. So, We could talk about grape jam and strawberry jam and raspberry jam and frog jam, but let's get a little bit more in depth into the unusual jams. Let's do that now. Remember in one of my first episodes, we got together and we spoke about gooseberries? Well, guess what? Gooseberry, they can be made into jam. That's right. They can be made into jam. And it's a really good jam. It tastes sweet. It doesn't have that weird tomato-y undertone that some things have, like uh, ground cherries. It tastes really good. One thing you can serve it with in pleasant company or by yourself 
you can serve gooseberry jam on the side of chicken. Another good thing you can serve it with in your meal is pheasant. I really love a good pheasant. Uh, um, my cousin, when she was married to her first husband, we had a huge Thanksgiving. And we are definitely a mixed family. And his side is no okay, that side is Norwegian. Our side is African and Creek. And then, of course, I'm part Sicilian. So there's a big blend of foods whenever we get together. And there's so many more different ethnic groups in our family. It's, it's really a good spread when the food comes out. So, hmm, I'm sensing a theme. I'm sensing a theme here. And um, you might have heard some chatter in the background. Don't worry about it. That's my husband. I love him. So he was listening to his fishing show. All right, so what were we saying? Oh, yeah, so I'm sensing a theme. We really like food here. So now she's married to a chef. And I'm married to an avid sportsman who loves to cook, too. So the whole family loves to cook and loves to eat. But that side of the family is really into physical fitness, and I'm into things like eating jam. So let's get back to the point. Anyway, he served pheasant, and the gooseberry uh, jam that I had at home, when I took some of the pheasant home, it was just delightful. So I do recommend gooseberry with light poultry. And another jam, although they will call it dandelion jelly, but really, you can make dandelion jam, um, is really good. And that one is good just on toast. Or if you deep fry dandelion blossoms, you know, the flower heads, the yellow ones, you can deep fry those into fritters and literally serve them with the mandalayan jam. If you want to go all out, you could have a meal of dandelion jam, dandelion fritters, dandelion wine, dandelion bread, and a nice uh, cucumber set of sandwiches. And if you had to have a meat, you could definitely have something soft like a quail or a squab or a light chicken, preferably um, a young chicken. Just the thought. Now let's move on to some other jams. Let's say you have a more robust kind of appetite and you want something a little bit more tangy. Well, there's other fruits you can use as jam, but did you know you can make an onion jam? You heard me, onion jam. Obviously, this is gonna be something for more savory kinds of foods or dinners or get-togethers. It's really good if you serve onion jam with a nice cheese or a nice smoked meat. I mean, it's actually very, very tasty. Another kind of jam you might like, which is back to our regular fruit-based jams, there are actually savory jams that blend different kinds of foods together that are not necessarily something you would expect. So let's get into those. Let's say you're in the mood for a bit of the 
red kind of jam that everyone may have had at one time in their life if they've been at an what is the best way to put it a farm to table event especially during harvest and that would be tomato jam the most popular probably one would be tomato rosemary but you can also have tomato rosemary red onion speaking going back to the onion jam did you know that there is an apricot onion jam seriously there really is now many people know about mint jelly and you can make jellies out of any herb but herbs can also be added to jams what you want to do though is make sure that you follow directions look up recipes that are tried and true because like any other kind of preservation or canning you want to make sure that you have the right acid mix and the right sugar to ingredient ratio so that everything preserves properly and doesn't spoil and make you sick. Nobody wants to be sick, right? But jams like this can definitely go with a good crusty bread, a savory oatmeal and spelt dish because you know you can actually uh, cook oatmeal in savory bases, not just sweet. So let's just say you had some nice deer fat like venison or maybe a good roast pork or a chicken and you had a little bit of the broth left over, especially if it was an herbed one, you could actually add that as the base, the stock or the lard as a base to your porridge, to your oatmeal or your spelt and make it a dinner dish and add meats or even uh, raw egg. Well, not raw, but somewhat raw. You know how you have those really soft cooked eggs? And you could put that in there with a little bit of the jam on the side and yum. I know, I know, this is not a gourmet podcast, but I didn't want you to be confined in how you saw jam because there's so many different kinds, you know? Let's move on. Now, if you decide you want to have a brunch or a light dinner with a little wine tasting, you could also make your charcuterie board with different kinds of jams that are dedicated just for that. Jams that would be good for that are apricot, of course, fig by itself, a nice blended raspberry, or even, I want to say a dewberry if you get your hands on it, but it's not that easy to find. If you can make alpine strawberry jam, the color and the taste, because it's a little bit different, would be really good. And I have an affection for pineapple weed, also known as discweed. It is not marijuana. It is the actual name of the plant. It's a relative of chamomile, but it smells like pineapple and tastes like honey, and it's good for your stomach and digestion. So if you can get hold of that and make it into a jam, that would be delightful. This is where your wild crafting comes in. This is where that foraging part of cottage core comes in. Look for those. They, they usually grow in disturbed soil. 
Also, make sure you take a plant identification book and app if you can't take a plant identification person to make sure you're getting the right thing. If you squeeze the head of it and it smells like pineapple, then you've just about guaranteed it's right. But you can also have jam parties. You could come in, have a big bowl where everyone drops off recipes for their, their jam, their personal favorites, especially if they're canning themselves. They drop them into a big bowl. Everyone can reach in and grab whatever recipe they like, and they can trade those tiny little jams and, you know, taste each other's jam. It's a really good thing. You'd bring home baked bread and make it a party. Okay, I would be wrong if I didn't talk about the following weird jams. Because I had a friend named Connie, and she was in Alabama. I don't know where she is now, but she has a wonderful uh, show on Facebook. And I will be uh, telling about her show in another episode, because I can't remember at the top of my head. But she used to make this thing called Banana Jam. And it's like a a tropical flavored kind of jam. Now, here's the problem. We're in these rebel canning groups. And in the regular, super strict, straight-laced canning groups, they don't approve of banana jam. So it's one of those things that she picked that to be the hill that she died on. That she was going to sell her banana jam. And what wound up happening, she left the group and I left too out of protest. But it's one of those weird jams that people aren't really sure if they really think it should be safe enough to be out there, but it's been made for years. I mean, I'm talking about at least a decade. It's fine. So it's up to you if you want to try the weird jams, but don't be afraid to try them, especially if they're sold in a commercial place. So here's a few weird jams you can try. There's banana jam. One I looked up that is the carrot cake jam. There is the violet jam, which is more like a conserve. And then there's also, um, what is that weird one? Pumpkin jam. There is a pumpkin jam. And then there are all kinds of strange and wonderful onion jams, which you wouldn't think that people would eat them, but they do for savory dishes. But I'm going to say, hands down, my favorite one is fig jam. I just, I really love it. But I would like to try some date jam with some goat cheese and some beef, like the the Jewish kosher salami. That sounds like it would be really a good time. And I guess I will give you my favorite snack uh, when I'm in the summertime and I can get out with friends because I don't do it very often as much as I'd like to. And that would be a regular red apple sliced horizontally in half. A wedge of goat cheese put in between, a little honey drizzled over the top, and a tiny bit of that boysenberry jam on the side with a piece of toast. And that's really, really good. But again, I don't get to do it very often. Um, The next time I do it, I'm hoping we'll be at one of the summer events this year. Here's hoping the world situation uh, pans out and we're all a lot healthier and a lot better. So let's get back to the show on the regular topics. I've jammed this episode full with a few ideas about jam. 
Yeah, I know. You're groaning again. I know. Bad jokes. Mom jokes. Mom jokes. Anyway, so that being said, share with me your favorite jam recipes. Is it a traditional jam or do you like something unusual? You can now find My Magical Cottage Core Life on Facebook as well as other social media outlets. If you have an idea of a topic you'd like me to cover, send me a note. Let me know. I love talking to you. I love having these moments with you. You know, because I love talking to friends. We're friends, right? Anyway, I look forward to a very interesting episode tomorrow. So you definitely want to pull out your book of stuff because there's going to be a very fun thing that we're going to cover. And thank you so much for coming to join me here on My Magical Cottage Core Life.